This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. What's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, every single morning, 9.45 a.m. It's live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Today on the show, oh, we got to recap Cap City. Oh, my goodness. Austin, Texas. Dude, we are two days removed from me being back home, and I still feel like I'm not 1,000% fully recovered. This one's probably going to take a little while. In the meantime, let's do some live dates this week. A lot happening this week. Thursday night, going to be over at uh, Robot Takeover, Comedy Corner Underground, Minneapolis, Corner Bar. Go to rudypovich.com, get those tickets, 10 bucks. I think it's like six, seven comics, all of which are great. I mean, Jeff Poser and Brandon Gay on the same bill for $10. Dude, those guys are headliners that sell out everywhere for 10 bucks. You can't beat that. Go to rudypovich.com. Friday, going to be in Dickinson, North Dakota, Fatfish Brewing, then coming back Saturday for the Dirty Show, Club Underground, Spring Street. Make sure you hit it up. And then the next weekend after that, Thursday and Friday, opening for Tammy Pescatelli in Norfolk, Nebraska at the District. Dude, I don't know anybody in Nebraska, but it might be worth the drive, okay? <laughs> if you got family rolling into town, you're like, I'm kind of getting tired of these people. That might be the show to come on out to. Because hot diggity damn, uh, Tammy Pescatelli is so freaking funny, man. Oh, so I've been such a fan for so long that the fact that I'm actually going to be in the presence of this woman, not only that, but then on stage for a half hour before she goes up. Dude, what a treat. An absolute treat. All right, just getting back from Austin, Texas. I had to rub my eyes for a second. Man, that city, you guys have no idea how wild of a city that is. They shut down one whole, the, the whole, like the sixth street in Austin. La Crosse, Wisconsin does it once a year for Oktoberfest. They shut down the street and they're like, it's the purge. Get it all out of your system. You got one Saturday, get it all out. We'll shut down the streets. We'll let you guys run amok. But then come the next morning, 6 a.m., we're back to law and order. Austin, Texas, they're like, fuck that. It's it's the wild goddamn West. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's outstanding, man. Oh, all the people that we met, all the comics. Friday night, got into town late. I did post on my Instagram that, uh, first off, I'll give you guys the rundown of what happened on Friday while leaving town. I got to the airport 8 a.m., I had a flight scheduled for 10. I'm like, I just want to go and kick it and hang for like a half hour, have a drink, get some work done, just kick it at the airport, make sure I got everything set to go. I get there at 8 a.m. I stick my ID inside of the bag or like the the check bag kiosk. And it's like, we don't have a reservation for you. I'm I'm sorry, what? No no reservation? Why not? Oh, no, your flight's been canceled. What the fuck? 
Why has it been canceled? Oh, because your connecting flight from Chicago to Austin, that got canceled. Well, what the hell am I supposed to do? It's a good thing it told me because I would have gotten to Chicago and then just sat there with my thumb in my ass. They said, no, 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 don't worry about it. What we're going to do is we're going to re, re, uh, uh, we'll redirect you. You're going to go to Denver, Colorado for a two-hour layover and then hop right back on a flight and then you're going to Austin. You're going to be there by 7 p.m. All right, fine. Now, remember, it's 8 o'clock. <laughs> my flight doesn't leave until 1.30. I got dropped off. Everybody I know is at work. They got shit going on. I'm not turning around and going home for four hours and then coming back to the airport. That ain't happening. So what are we going to do? Well, since I had a United flight for $59, you can go sit in the United lounge and get completely shit-faced. And that is exactly what I did. Walked on in, paid my 59 bucks, and then proceeded to drink them out of as much Boston lager Sam Adams as I could. It was the only decent thing they had on tap. I'm like, keep them coming. The guy's like, you want to switch to a mixed drink? I'm like, this ain't amateur hour, man. I'm going to have three mixed drinks and fall asleep. I know I know me. At 42 years old, I know me. And I will be in bed. So I'm fucking, no. Give me as many Boston loggers as you possibly can. So I sat there and, I mean, I sat there and worked on things and watched soccer and hung out and chatted with people. And a lot of times when I go to airports, just because it's fun to flex this muscle every once in a while, it doesn't happen very often, but every now and again, I'll go to an airport and just because I like being able to like, I don't do a lot of improv anymore on stage. You do a little bit of crowd work here and there, but for the most part, I don't get up and do like long form improvisation. So every once in a while, if I got a layover, I'm at an airport. These are just disposable friends as they call them in fight club. You're going to hang with them for a half hour and then that'll be the end of it. So I'm at the United lounge and there's a gal who you know saddles up to the bar next to me and we start chatting and she says oh by the way my name is kirsten and i was like hi kirsten nice to meet you my name is max who's max i don't know we're gonna find out let's take a journey kirsten because we're about to find out who max really is she's like what do you do for a living oh i'm like in uh, the garbage industry yeah i work for a waste uh, receptacle office i used to be out in the field and then took an office job, and now they kind of send me all over. I, I do a little bit of consulting, you know, a lot of recycling consulting. They're kind of having a problem with it, you know. A lot of people are starting to figure out that recycling doesn't really quite have as much weight as it used to, you know. So we're trying to figure out a way to, uh, you know, reduce the carbon footprint, but also to be able to keep production at an all-time high. And uh, it's becoming more and more difficult. Less and less people are, I mean, it was a big thing 10 years ago, people wanting to recycle. But now, like, it's starting to, starting to wane. Starting to wane. So we got to figure out what, uh, what we're going to do. Because listen, I mean, Kirsten, we only got one planet. We only get one planet. Max was on board. Max has his shit together. Everyone's like, well, what happens if you meet somebody who's really nice? I'm like, okay, then at the end of our conversation, if they, want, if they are a friend, they will forgive me for lying to them. But in the meantime, I just want to be somebody else for a little while. I don't want to talk about comedy. I don't want to talk about life. I don't want to talk about radio. I just want to talk about other shit and make it up as I go. And that's the most fun part about being at an airport. So sat there for a few hours. And while we all hung, um, I could definitely tell that the booze was starting to kick in a bit. And I mean, I, my flight was starting to board at 104. 
it is 12.57. I look at the guy, I go, how fast can you make a Bloody Mary? And the guy's like, what do you want? I was like, just give me the rail. I don't give a shit. And he's like, all right, dude, mix me a Bloody Mary. I pound it down. That's like drink number nine, I think. I'm like, all right, I got to run. So I grab my shit. I run over. I get on my flight. As soon as we get on the flight, there's a woman sitting about three rows ahead of me. She's being a little loud. And if there's somebody who can check some slurred speech every once in a while, it's this guy. I've hung out with enough drunks to know when somebody can't handle their booze. And I could hear her up in the front. And I was like, I bet this chick's going to be a problem. And as everybody gets sat, one of the flight attendants walking down the aisle, I hear her stop. And I could hear this woman kind of mumbling. I couldn't make out what she was saying. And then the flight attendant went, yeah, ma'am, you know what? You're going to have to wait until we serve any kind of drinks only because we have to wait until we get into the air. But once we do, you can certainly buy a, buy a beverage. All you got to do is download the app, put it on your phone, add a couple bucks, and then we can serve you. I was like, oh, man, this bitch is fucking drunk. <laughs> we start taxiing down the runway. She starts hitting the window with her fist. Get the plane moving. Go. I was like, oh, bitch. I've been at the airport for six hours. If you fuck this up, I'm going to lose my mind. Shut up. Please shut up. Don't get, don't. If we get halfway to Denver and we got to land, I am going to kick some teeth in. I was like, lady, just shut up. Shut up. We start getting closer to the runway and I hear her go, move it. I'm like, God damn it. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. God, with the guy next to you just hit you with a chloroform rag? Shut the fuck up. You're going to screw this up for everybody. You narcissistic 24-year-old twat. Shut up. You, the world does not revolve around your drunk ass. God damn it. So finally, we get into the air. Flight attendant comes walking by with the snack cart. Like 20 minutes in, comes walking by with the snack cart. Lady reaches past, she's in the window seat, reaches past the two people and makes an attempt to grab something out of the snack cart. And the flight attendant was like, ma'am, what are you doing? And she's like, I want a drink. But he's like, this is the snack cart. It's not the beverage cart. The beverage cart's coming. Reminder, you have to download the app for us to be able to, you know, you have to have the app on your phone. If you didn't download it, then you're not going to be able to make any purchases. Lady takes off with the snack cart. Finally, the drink cart shows up. She's like, I want a gin and tonic. Flight attendant goes, ma'am, you got to have the app. I told you, download the app. And she's like, why can't I just give you money? She's like, because that's not how it works. She goes to start pulling the cart away. Lady reaches for the cart. Flight attendant's like, ma'am, 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 please sit down. Just, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to serve you. That's just how it is. I can give you a water. I can give you a coffee. I can't give you any sort of alcohol. Lady kind of gets a little belligerent. Gal with the drink cart keeps moving. Drunk gal asks the other two people to stand up so that she can go to the bathroom. They let her out. As the everybody else is sitting down, she looks at the lady who's sitting in the aisle seat and just goes, like makes a, like a, a face that like a 12-year-old makes. And I'm like, oh. This is progressively getting worse. This bitch is going to fuck it up for everybody. God damn it, lady. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. So now, like, I'm talking to the two people that are, I'm in the middle seat, and I'm talking to people on people on the both sides of me, and we're like, dude, this is not, we're not going to make it to Denver. We're not. This, 
this twat is going to screw it up for everybody. What a narcissist. Lady, you have to stop talking. Stop, please. She goes up to the first class bathroom. As she's walking back, she's stumbling. And I'm like, this is not good. This is not good. Meanwhile, I didn't realize it. But the guy who's sitting in the aisle seat across from that girl's aisle, from her row, that dude was in the United Lounge with me, and he was hammered. And now he starts sticking his nose into the business, and these two start getting into it. Mid-flight, we are right over Omaha, and I'm like, shut the fuck up, you two. God damn it, just shut up. I just want to get to Denver. Then you two can go about your merry fucking way. I don't care, but please just let's get to Denver. The guy who's drunk next to me from the United Lounge, who's kind of like kitty corner from where we're at, finally that guy shuts up. He knows what's good for him. This lady keeps getting more belligerent and more belligerent and is yelling at like the guy in the middle seat. And then she's, she starts yelling at the guy in front of her. And the guy like turns around. And he's like, ma'am, I'm telling you, you should probably keep it down. I don't think these flight attendants are going to put up with much more of this. She reaches over, she slams down his window, and then goes behind her, slams down the window behind her, and then takes her blanket and sticks it over her head. At this point, people on the, on the plane are starting to laugh. We've all noticed that this gal can't handle her booze. Finally, all three flight attendants walk up, and one of them's got a cup of water. And they were like, ma'am, can you step up and come to the back of the plane with us? We're just going to move you to a different seat. We'll get you some water. I don't want water. I want a gin and tonic. And they were like, we can't give that to you. But if you would like, you can come sit in the back and just, we can, you can have a nap back there and just have a little bit of water. One of the flight attendants goes to hand her the water. She takes it and slaps it out of her hand and it dumps all over the middle seat guy and all over the aisle seat lady. And of course, the middle seat dude stands up and he's like, what the fuck? And she's like, don't you get mad at me. And the lady's like, and then finally, <laughs> this is the best part about all of it. After all this is happening, finally, I see a guy way up in front, like second row. This dude stands up. You can tell he's been keeping an earshot of what's been going on. And when that guy yelled, what the fuck, that dude shot up and the guy sitting next to me goes i wonder if there's a flight marshal on this flight i'm like there's a flight marshal on every single flight he goes you think so i'm like oh no i know so guy starts walking down the aisle huge dude big broad shoulders big guns on him got a trucker hat on and a flannel i'm like here comes our boy the dude halfway down the plane reaches up into an overhead compartment grabs something and he sticks it in his back pocket and i'm like that set of handcuffs he's like you think so i'm like again no so dude comes walking up to that row where that drunk lady is he looks at the guy in the middle seat and goes sir why don't you go ahead and hop up i'm gonna have you go take my seat up in first class the guy's like gladly the lady in the aisle seat stands up moves out of the way middle seat guy takes off guy in the flannel jumps into that row looks at this woman and goes ma'am you are gonna sit down or i'm gonna make you sit down now we're like, oh shit, we're not, are we past the halfway point to Denver? Because if we are, I think they might just fly us into the airport. We got about 40 minutes left on this flight. This dude stands up, sits down next to her, and she's like, I don't know who you think you are. And the guy's like, I'm an air marshal, and I'm warning you right now to sit. She then takes her blanket, sticks it over her head again. 
Now we're like, okay, this guy is here. He's going to save the day. We're going to get to Denver. About 20 minutes in, I see that blanket come popping up, and she's like, I don't know who you think you are coming here and telling me. And the guy literally just like took his hand and put it right in her face and was like, I am telling you, ma'am, you don't want to go down this route. Please stay quiet. You're a piece of shit. The guy's like, ma'am, I'm giving you one more chance. You got to stay quiet. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. She grabs her blanket. She sticks it back over her head. Now I'm thinking, okay, what are they going to do with this gal when we land? Because we're close. Now we're like 20 minutes out. Start coming in for that final descent. We hit the ground. This dude is not moved. This dude is stoic. He's got his eyes forward. He's waiting for this gal to make a move. Everybody stands up. She stands up. Guy says, ma'am, sit back down. She says, this is the best part. You can't take away my freedoms. And he's like, ma'am, I am telling you, you are making this way harder for yourself. Sit down. You can't do that. I am a free American and I am free to do whatever I want. Ma'am, I'm telling you, this is your last warning. Sit down. You think you can just take away everybody's freedoms? Dude stands up, grabs her right by the fucking head, and slams her into the window and was like, put your hands behind your back. Everyone's like, holy shit. Oh, my God, it's going down. It's going down. The dude's like, man, put your hands behind your back. She's like, what are you doing? I didn't do anything. Overhead comes on. Pilot comes on the overhead. All right, everybody. We're going to have everybody sit down for just a moment while we take care of a situation. If you can just be seated. We'll just wait until uh, the next couple of minutes while we take care of this. And then uh, we'll be on your way to the gate. I don't know what you're doing. Why are you doing this? I didn't even do anything. Ma'am, put your hands behind your back. Dude pulls out the cuffs. I was like, told you. Fucking handcuffs. I knew it. That dude takes the cuffs, slaps him on her wrist, puts him behind her, grabs her, pulls her into the aisle, walks her ass down the aisle. The second they get to the door, they take the left and the whole plane's like, yeah! Woo! Drunk bitch crying down the aisle. Dude, we were dying laughing. Oh my God, it was awesome. I was, I was taking video of it and I felt dirty. I was like, I shouldn't be doing this. I don't, this doesn't feel right. I feel like I'm the problem now. I told the guy next to me, I was like, do I post that? He's like, I don't know. It's, it feels slimy. I was like, I know it feels slimy. And I'm hoping that, I imagine though, here's the thing, because like instant honesty, just add booze. So I imagine that this girl is a huge bitch to everybody in her life. And now you got a bunch of alcohol in her and now she's a massive bitch to everyone. So I imagine that this isn't the first time that this has happened. You know, I know a lot of super nice people that get... There's a, a woman in my life who gets shit-faced. I mean shit-faced. And when she gets shit-faced, she becomes super sweet. And she just sits there silently and just sort of stares off into the oblivion. And then at some point you go, okay, it's time to go home. And then she just stands up and she walks to, you know, she gets in the car. And then, you know, we drive her to where she ever needs to be. And that's it. But this gal, huge bitch. Oh, man, it was awesome. Oh, we loved it. Loved it so much. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch of comments on here. I got to get back to some of them. We'll read them in just a second. But yes, this lady was hammered. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. Because first off, I'm already five hours late. I was supposed to be in Denver or in Austin by like four o'clock. That shit ain't happening. We, um, uh, we finally land in Denver. I jump on the next flight, land just around seven. 
get in my Uber, go to the hotel, drop my shit off, run down. We go to the restaurant, meet up with Jonathan Kite and Ryan Neeson and the whole crew. We have some dinner. It was awesome. Such a blast. Such a good night. Austin is such an amazing town, man. It's so, fuck, dude. I love that city. I love it so much. And then, uh, yeah, Saturday night, uh, Saturday afternoon, I met up with uh, Jerry Pizzini, uh, one of my old bosses at a bar in Wisconsin. Her family has just been nothing but sweet to me over the years. I'm so glad they were in Austin the same time I was. We all got some lunch. We hung out. We told some old stories. I met her husband. I, I've known about her husband, Dave, for a long, long time and just never met him. And then he was there this weekend. Her son, Dante, who's a comic out of Dallas, he was there. Her daughter, Lexi, who's awesome, who I don't keep up as as much as I should with some of the people in my life. And here's a, here's a story as to why I, I should probably do a little research before I open up my big fucking mouth. So I had known that Lexi... Lexi used to manage the bar that I worked at when I was younger. And we always used to say, like, oh, yeah. Like, Lexi would definitely be the most successful of everybody. At 17, she was, like, making men in their 30s cry. Like, that was her deal. Yeah. She kind of has, like, a... Not that she is, like, right-wing or, like, political or anything, but she kind of reminds me a little bit of Ivanka Trump, who's just, like, super well put together... You can tell when she walks in a room, like she's got her shit together and she's just like, you you have that sort of, I don't know, she gives off that vibe, like just got her shit together and that's what you want in people. <laughs> and I knew that she had gotten married uh, while she was in Florida. So we're kind of just shooting the breeze like, hey, where's everybody at? Oh, I'm in Dallas. And then their friend Amber was with, oh, I'm still living in Dallas. You know, Dante and I are driving back tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, Lexi. So, um, yeah, so hanging out with the fam this weekend? Cool. You're still in Florida, right? Yeah, still down in Florida. Oh, that's awesome. Sweet. And uh, still still married? Silence at the table. I kind of look around. I then say, you are kind of giving me a look like I shouldn't shut my mouth, like I shouldn't be saying anything. Lexi goes, um, yeah, my husband died. God damn it. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And of course it got a big laugh because he's been gone for a while. Obviously you're not over it, but you can start to find little pockets of laughter about situations like that. I was like, fuck, are you kidding me, Lexi? She's like, no, he died a few years ago. I'm like, God damn it. I'm such an asshole. I was like, I was wondering why you were giving me that look as to why it is I should shut my mouth. And that was why. Because you were like, you were sticking your foot in your big giant gaping hole that's on your face. Shut up. Ah, God, I felt like an idiot. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so, so sorry. So anyway, but of course she laughed about it because she's great. And we had an awesome lunch. They came to the show Saturday night. We uh, we got there. Uh, some of the new comics who I had never met, like uh, Bianca and David, who were on the show, good friends now. God damn it, they were awesome. Of course, Ryan Neeson, Mike Eaton were there. Jonathan Kite headlining that night, who just destroyed that room. But then there was also a gal on the show who I was a fan of about a year and a half ago. And I met her for the first time, the first time I went to Austin just over a year ago. And when I met her, I was like, oh my gosh, Like I'm such a fan. Nice to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. Right? We had a great time uh, just chatting it up. And then she was on this show for Saturday night. We're all sitting in the green room at Vulcan Gas Company, and she walks in. And I see her, and I was like, hey. But I didn't want to be like, hey, what's going down? How are you? And Sam Lopez looks at me and is like, hi. 
fuck, she doesn't remember me. God damn it. I'm an idiot. Uh, so I go, uh, how's it going? She's like, good, good. Kind of giving me that look like, I don't, I don't, I don't know you, but okay, right on. So I thought, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy who says like, oh, we actually met one time earlier. You might remember me because she didn't, obviously. So Sam just comes in. She starts chatting with everybody. We pour a couple of drinks. Show starts. I get off stage. Sam goes up after me. No, Ryan goes up after me. She goes up after Ryan. Sam gets off stage, kills it, has an amazing set that night. We then um, are sitting up on the top part of Vulcan Gas Company. And I say to Sam, hey, I'm really sorry to do this. I didn't want to be a dick. But uh, we actually, we met one other time before. And Sam goes, yeah, 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 I know. I go, really? I go, because to be honest, when you walked in the, the, the green room, I thought, I thought you didn't, didn't recognize me. And she goes, oh my God, are you kidding me? I thought you didn't recognize me. I said, no, no, no. I was like, that's why I stood up. I was like, that's why I said, hey, good to see you. Like, that's why. I, and she was like, oh my God. I thought, I was like, oh, I felt, she goes, I felt embarrassed. I felt like, oh my God, this guy does, totally doesn't know who I am. Like, that's weird. Cause I was like looking forward to talking to you. I'm like, I was looking forward to talking to you. I thought you didn't recognize me. She's like, I didn't think you recognized me. So we sat there basically silently towards one another in the dressing room for 20 minutes. Never said a word. <laughs> I'm like, again, just an idiot, just an idiot. So anyways, shows were amazing that night. So much fun. Just had a blast and then, uh, you know, did the uh, Irene show the next night was just some stone cold killers. I was sitting at, the, I was sitting in, watching that show go down and I'm watching comic after comic after comic get up and just destroy the room. And I'm like, I'm going to be the worst one getting up there. I'm going to suck. I'm going to, I'm going to tank. I'm going to tank this show. I'm, this sucks. I'm going to, God damn it. I knew I should have shit, but then got up. Had a great set. Had so much fun. Crowd was on fire. They were a blast. All the comics there were super nice. Later on that night, we went down to what is called the Heckle Mike at Creek and Cave in Austin. It is kind of infamous. If you go to Austin Sunday night, like 10 p.m., go to Creek and Cave and go watch the Heckle Mike. Comics get one minute of uninterrupted comedy, and then the crowd just unleashes on them, and it is hysterical. You got to have some thick-ass skin to get up there, man, because if not, you, would nev- you, you wouldn't survive. The shit they're bringing up. I mean, Christ, there was one kid whose like brother had passed away in a bike accident and they just started like <laughs> ripping on his brother. This dude had died like um, two months ago. And I don't know if he was like another comic in the scene or something, but I mean, they were like ruthless on this dude and he was up there just giggling. I'm like, that's what you have to be. When you watch those Comedy Central roasts, watch the ones with Lisa Lampanelli because every comic has to take a beating. Everybody who's on that stage, regardless of how famous you are, what field you're in, if you're an athlete, if you're a singer, if you're a reality television star, if you're a comedian, everybody's going to take a couple of shots across the nose. But the comics are the ones that handle it the best. You get actors, they get very, very egotistical. They get hurt. They get butt hurt really easily. But comics, people make fun of Lisa Lampanelli. She's laughing louder than anybody else in the room. That's what you got to be. You want to be able to make it, you got to be able to have that. You have to have that. Because if not, dude, you're done. You're never going to, you'll never, you'll never be able to like pull out. No pun intended, of course. Um, 
But what I'm saying is you have to be able to have that kind of thick skin because this business is, it doesn't have time. It doesn't have time for your ego. It doesn't. You just, like a goddamn shark, you just keep moving forward. Put the blinders on, just keep moving forward, and eventually good shit will happen. Uh, I was super hungover for the last two days. I think I'm finally starting to write this ship a little bit. I got shows this week that I'm definitely not going to be drinking at until I get to Fatfish Brewing in Dickinson, North Dakota, because I looked up their beer selection, and it looks incredible. Altogether, I think it's three shows, uh, at least two in Minneapolis, and then one on the road, and then a corporate gig. So would love to see you guys come out to at least one of them this week. That would be awesome, especially that Thursday night gig, uh, a Robot Takeover, and the Saturday night Dirty Show, Club Underground. Please go to my website, check it out. I think both those shows are 10 bucks. You'll have a hell of a time. RudyPovich.com. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And every single morning, 9.45 a.m., it goes live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Had a blast in Austin. Hopefully we get to see you down there again real soon. And thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.